Hello, and welcome to this edition of the EV Revolution Show audio podcast. With your host, Kenneth Bacor. This is episode 31, recorded on November 26, 2021. This episode of the EV Revolution Show is sponsored by File Sanctuary. Need a great web host for your business? Need to get email at yourdomain.com? They provide professional, feature-rich web and email hosting for any project you have in mind. Get started today at filesanctuary.net forward slash cloud and save 10% with promo code EVREVSHOW. All right, and thanks for tuning in to this edition of the EV Revolution Show. As you heard, my name is Kenneth Borkor, your host. Uh, I've got another exciting show t- today. Um, as you folks know, I always try to find smart and unique people out in the EV landscape to talk to about all kinds of different things. And this is an exciting story that I came across just a little while ago. Uh, it's a Canadian EV startup organization company called Truve Victory Inc. And I'm very pleased to have a few people on the show today from that organization. I'll introduce them in this sequence. Uh, I'll start with a chairman, Mr. Farooq Rama. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thanks. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. I've got CFO uh, Peter Monchuk. If I pronounce that correct, Peter? That's that's very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Excellent. Glad because to be I, here. my listeners know that I butcher names all the time. <laughs> so I, I try to get it right if I can. And last but not least, we have Chief Marketing Officer Mary Sue Fertney. How are you, Mary Sue? I'm great today. Thank you, Ken. And hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. You did. Great. I'm, I'm three for three. <laughs> That's it. I'm calling it quits. No, well, thanks. Uh, thanks, everybody, for taking the time out of your busy schedules to talk to me. I'm very excited when I read the information about this uh, organization that's starting up, especially with the Canadian connection, you know, being here that uh, uh, you guys are based in in London, Ontario, you'll have a Toronto, Ontario location and probably some others as well. But um, uh, maybe Farouk, we can start with yourself just to kind of get an understanding of, of, uh, you know, what the company is all about. Where did you come from? What was kind of the thought process and the origin of the organization? Thank you, Ken. Great to be with you here on this day and to give you this interview. Um, Around 2014, at that time, we gathered a group of engineers. We were looking at some of the problems the world were facing with the emissions and all the gas problems that we have and and this challenge we're facing as a global uh, uh, problem. Anyways, um, we presented uh, a um, integrated smart city idea how to come about clean the world because it's not just the cars you have so many other trends of the industry that that has to come together mm-hmm. to 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 complete this mission that we we want to reach that goal with the paris accord of 2040 so anyways um we had a few trips in the middle east where we gathered more uh, enthusiasm on the car and the, the smart city idea and we designed the infrastructure of this uh, um, trend of the industry that we were, we're moving on to the new era. So anyways, um, came about the um, to start here in Canada and then where we have a few other locations around the globe. In Oman, we established uh, ourselves there. Mm-hmm. We have land there that we're building another facility. And in UK and, um, and Glasgow as well, there will be two locations. And in the United States, 
and also in Canada, they're south, southwestern and, and Ontario, and also on the, on the east. Mm -hmm. So, yes, this is which how is, we got there. Which is very exciting so, because obviously there's been lots of press recently, especially uh, uh, for Canadians watching the press about you know, from a federal standpoint about, you know, increasing EV adoption, uh, ISEV mandates, all this kind of stuff over the next decades or two. And of course, our premier in Ontario coming out because it's an election year next year, go figure, to, to saying, you know, we need to invest in Ontario and, and we need to get the jobs changed. And, you know, now he's he's put on his green hat, which he never wore before. But anyway, it doesn't matter. The longest things get done. So it's a great time to actually be, be looking at vesting in here and some of the other areas that you mentioned as well, because all those countries have initiatives to help with, uh, you know, with zero emission vehicle mandates and, and things that they can do. So, um, uh, Peter, maybe you can tell me, you know, kind of taking that sense from from the the smart tech and the smart cities, which uh, Asia, Europe has been very progressive, you know, especially compared to North America. And then taking that into an idea of, hey, let's let's get into the EV auto industry. It's, a, you know, it's a big chunk of change to do that. And it's it does, it's not easy to do. How is that thinking and what steps have you taken to get to where you are today? Oh, thank you very much, Kenneth. Uh, one of the things that ended up happening, I guess, when we met, uh, I've been on this project now for about three years. Mm -hmm. And when I met Farouk, he gave me this vision. And it was, and it's a big vision. Uh, but what, what really impressed me was is that he had a photograph of a vehicle that they designed in Oma, which is a gullwing sports car. Okay. And uh, was showing me a video on uh, on it operational, so that they had, you know, gone through the manufacturing stage and actually in the production stage as well too. And was talking about the vision in that. And I realized that one of the biggest things we did not want to do is become first in the marketplace. We wanted to see where the market was actually going and what the real needs are. And we know that there was a battery issues as well too, and that so we designed an efficiency battery system, which takes all of the. Um, elements into consideration like wind and solar and um, recapturing of energy as well too while we're using so we call it a regenerative system and we developed a vehicle which will go 800 to a thousand kilometers per charge wow okay. and uh, <clears throat> this is just the beginning of course so we were also in addition to that we also realized that <clears throat> we had to be very com um, concerned about the environment which we all are mm -hmm. and seeing the changes in that and the, we're looking at developing. So we developed a vehicle was made up of all recyclable materials. So we'll actually be the first vehicle out there that'll actually be completely recycled. Wow. And uh, those are those are two things that we were talking. We also wanted to make sure that we had the right design. So we designed a beautiful sedan. We had an ex excellent crew, um, engineering crew and design crew. And then we're going to be launching the market with four vehicles. One will be a sedan. Mm -hmm. uh, one will be an SUV. The other will be a pickup. And then it will be a, a taxi Uber kind of a uh, vehicle as well, too. For, it could be used for commercial or it could be used for government or whatever the case is. be efficient for that. Mm -hmm. um, all our vehicles are going to be autonomous ready. Um, I sat on the Eastern Ontario Leadership Council uh, for, uh, for a time when I was with the uh, CFDCs and, um, as chair. And one of, the, one of the things that came about was they had an initiative in Ontario to actually create a Highway 7 corridor, which goes everywhere from Windsor to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be used as a test, uh, test roadway for autonomous vehicles. Okay. So this gave us the idea of sitting there saying, you know what, what we need to do is we need to end up creating a facilities, which we are doing right now, we're in sort of 
the mid-stage right now of uh, finalizing locations, which we'll make announcements into, you know, in 222. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to make sure that we had a, a facility that was geared to helping the industry evolve. Okay. We also mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that we were ending up sitting, uh, creating a situation. So we ended up partnering with uh, universities and colleges and developing a program for students. And that because we know that we've, we're the ones that came up with the idea, but where is this going to go 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 years from now right. as the planet is beginning to get cleaned up? We also realized too back then that it was going to cost trillions of dollars to clean up this environment. In fact, if the original figure was 113 trillion, which is now 130 trillion in the COP26 uh, component. So we see the thing that they got, they, we needed political will. Mm-hmm. And as you said earlier, that um, a lot of the other countries um, are much further ahead in this initiative than we are at this point here. But we needed that political will to actually make sure that everything's there. Plus, on top of that, we needed to create an infrastructure uh, mm-hmm. for charging stations. So Petro Canada stepped up and created a national grid. Uh, we've got um, other individual companies that are doing. So we ended up creating a, a system as well, too, for our vehicles and being able to use remote locations that don't necessarily have electricity. And it actually creates charging stations using solar technologies to actually be able to utilize this thing. Plus, in addition to that, we didn't want to create a vehicle that was going to take hours to recharge. So our char- our charging start start point starting point is 18 minutes mm-hmm. uh, for a quick charge. Wow! Okay. So this could, you, can, you can appreciate that all the all of a sudden that now climate comes into play with the Canadian climate. I mean, you know when. Batteries we know are not all that well. Anybody has a cell phone and goes out in the middle of the winter and realizes to watch that battery go right down to zero in almost no time, Mm -hmm. that um, the engineering staff realized that we're going to end up probably losing anywhere from 20 to 25% with with their charge on that. So we wanted to make sure that our vehicles were able to be able to get one place to another. And with 800 to 1,000 kilometers starting point, we've got very good mileage. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's phenomenal mileage. I mean, that's you know some of the others. Like if I bring in Lucid as an example, who's touting one of the longest uh, numbers out there as well in that uh, that luxury EV market space. So is that the market space? I take it then that you're targeting with the sedans, SUVs, and the pickups. At least those three models is more the higher end uh, luxury marketplace, both in North America and other markets around the world. I'd say mid mid to high range. Mid to high range. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing inexpensive about a pickup truck anyway. So, you know, uh, they all start at pretty high prices when you get in there. But yeah, I I hear where you're coming from. And, you know, I mean, there are things that end up happening when you're, when you're working with your design team about the kind of infrastructure. I was very encouraged to hear about the new building codes, uh, the new homes uh, being built with uh, charging stations built into them. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were looking at that as well, too. Uh, we were looking at uh, making sure that if all of a sudden you put in 800,000 or a million cars that are on the charge thing, you're going to end up draining that grid pretty quickly. And uh, so our engineering team has been working on a process to actually be able to make it so that the vehicles actually become a two-way flow. So okay. if the energy is needed, we'll actually work with the uh, with the uh, grid as well, too, to actually maybe replenish the grid as well, too. So it becomes its own battery source. Mm-hmm. to end up helping the industry. And, you know, I mean, at one o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep and they're not getting up till eight o'clock, I mean, it's very, very attainable. Uh, we've got a four-hour charge on a full charge, mm-hmm. again, which uh, which is, again, one of the industry top standards as well, too. This technology, one of the things that 
attracted us to Canada was number one, Fruk, um, as you can tell, um, he he has a passion for, we all are Canadians, we all have a passion for being a part of this. One of the biggest things we saw in the industry was the fact that there was never really truly a Canadian automotive manufacturer that stayed in this country. We've been held We've been held uh, to ransom on a number of occasions by the big, uh, by the big uh, three, mm-hmm. and um, it's hurt this economy. We've, you know, we were in a situation where we were about four hundred thousand people that were out of work at one point just because of the auto industry. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to build something that was going to be a legacy for this country and giving back to the country. And I know Farouk and I have talked about this for a long period of time. And he says, "No, I want to give back to this country. This country has been really good to me. Um, they've helped my family. They helped me when I get when I got here. I mean, they gave me a roof over my head and ended up creating a situation like that. So there's the passion behind it. And I think to have any." success whatsoever when it comes to uh, developing a um, uh, um, an industry. This is, we do not want to be a flash in the fry pan. We're raising a great deal of money mm-hmm. and uh, and we're bringing it into this country to help it. And we're also building it in other industries and other areas as well, too, because one of the other things that we wanted to do is want to make sure, because we're a resource-rich country. Yes. So our facilities, we have a tech city environment right now. Um, that is involving all of the various different technologies that we are aware of right now for vehicles. So raw materials will be able to come in in one end and finished vehicles will be able to come in in another. And this is one of the things back in the 70s when the scientists said to uh, the Canadian government, if you want to really make this industry, this world in this country a beautiful place, why not use a one-tier industry? So instead of putting in raw materials and raw shipping raw ore and raw oil, take it to the next step. Mm-hmm. Make it ingots. Make right. it lumber, right. you know, make it all of these things that are really going to end up creating trillions of dollars worth of extra vi- revenue and a huge vibrant economy. And when Farouk was talking about that, he was talking about the smart city and that we can make a sustainable environment. Our buildings are going to be made of, um, uh, we're already working with the engineers right now, be fiber concrete and be natural mm-hmm. fiber concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about using uh, solar systems uh, with throughout the entire facility because we actually want to make them so they're carbon neutral. Mm-hmm. So even with the high prices of electricity in Ontario, that's not necessarily going to end up creating a problem. Yeah, but, you know, it's a great vision, and you're absolutely right. If there's um, if there is a geography in a region that can really satisfy a lot of that, it is here in Ontario, in Canada specifically. But even if you narrow down to Ontario, where we have, you know, the rich resources in the north with a very strong manufacturing, technical R and D, a very uh, capable workforce in all the different levels to be able to bring these types of products to market. Okay. Yes. Also, there was an exciting news a few days ago, or last week, I believe, uh, about the Highway 413. Mm-hmm. Which I'm very close to that where I live, so I know it quite well. <laughs> yes. So, Highway 413, working with the government and and all the trends of the industries can be we can implement to start the infrastructure of the grid and and integration of all the the signals and mm-hmm. safety of the cars that are going to drive itself and and uh, transit system that we have a design that. Would would make uh, this whole picture uh, built in the in the right structure, and all the channels will be uh, integrated from electricity to uh, charging stations to all the trends, like I said. And 
Um, we had several meetings the last couple of weeks with overseas. I'm sorry, I can't mention names. Mm-hmm. However, uh, they have approached us to um, work with them on the implementation of the smart city mm-hmm. as well and, and the technology of it. We really have some uh, special engineers that have been working on, on, on this and uh, bringing their right um, the great uh, right infrastructure for all these disruptive technologies. As we know that it's new era, we're just beginning to understand and, 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 and find out how all these components will work together. Like we said with the G20 summit, no, it's a pretty aggressive plan by 2040 to, to make sure we transition into the uh, green technology. Mm-hmm. Working together with all the players, as Peter mentioned, no, we have more companies on the on the market that are going to be part of this, and hopefully, we are here to do our part. Yeah, it's We're excellent. Not- yeah, I mean, because that, that is where we need to go. And there's, you know, some people ask me, like, you know, another EV manufacturer, another startup, but I mean, we need as many as possible, right? You know, the automotive sector is huge. There's a lot of, uh, never mind trying to replace the global fleet that's there today. How many, how long that's going to take? So we need to spin up as much as we can. And, uh, um, you know, the and ideas the that you mentioned. Can. Governments mm-hmm. have to work together on they replacing do. the cars from the market. Mm-hmm. It has to be a program where where it's it's win-win for all, all the players. Yes. Um, by taking the cars off the road, we have to make sure that people will get taken care of for that mm-hmm. as a rebate towards the, the, the EV car and... Uh, all the EV components that we'll be creating mm-hmm. um, as we have the biking division, the scooters and all of that uh, next uh, unfolding. So um, all of this together, uh, I won't say there's more that, like you said yourself, there's billions of cars on the road. It's going to take time for every country to to do its part to get it off the road. And, and, mm-hmm. and we're just trying to do our part. That's it. And exactly. The world. Thank you. And, and, and one then, of the, go ahead. Yeah. One of the things one of the things that we want to make sure is is that we are engaging the young minds. Mm. We want to make sure that this passion is just not not a flash in the fry pan. We want to make sure that so we're developing programs. Uh, we're talking about developing e bikes and folding e bikes that actually become a part of the vehicle as an option. Mm, okay. uh, we're looking at uh, we're looking at engaging the youth through scholarship programs, internships. So we're going to give them a place because one of the biggest problems, especially in uh, that I became aware of when when I was w- working in technology, um, was is that our minds, our trained minds, get exported out of this country at a great rate because there's not a lot for people to do here, and not brain, a lot of the brain people, drain, right? as we called it, right? Yeah, yeah, the brain drain, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so we're talking. We're talking about that type of environment. Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure that these young minds can talk about, uh, can, can have a place to go. They're going to be in, uh, indoctrinated yeah. into the into the organization, no matter what it is. We know that there's many different types of technologies that are going to end up needing to be put in place over the next few decades. And where is the EV industry going to be within that period of time? And this is not going to happen with legacy thinking. This is going to happen because of young startups, companies that are aggressive about wanting to look at the new way of doing things. They want to have young minds looking at the problem as well, too, and coming up with solutions. And uh, who's to say that the um, 
the I was reading an article the other day about uh, the charging um, charging cables and that that there somebody's invented another charging they we could end up creating a situation where you can f- charge your car within five minutes. Yeah, that's kind of the holy grail almost to get you know to get to that gas station like experience you know from a charging and I, I'm still a little bit on the fence. Uh, I mean. I'm not sure about you uh, guys, but I can't go an hour and a half or two hours without having to stop for a few minutes anyway and stretch and that kind of stuff, get another coffee. So for me to, to charge for 10 or 15 minutes or even 20 minutes every two to three hours is not an inconvenience. Some people still view that those people that have a, what I call a, a case of got to get their itis on their road trips where they just want to <laughs> zoom and, 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 and not stop as, 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 as frequently as they can. But, you know, normally it, it part, you know, I think when people start getting an EV and, and realizing that, you know, stopping for 15, 20, 25 minutes, it's not a, uh, an inconvenient fact uh, effort to do. And then, especially when you look at the cost savings, you know, all, all that TCO, that EVs bring. So if you can bring it down to even shorter experience, if that's an end goal, then that's really going to help, you know, solidify and take away that barrier to EV adoption as well as far as, uh, you know, I got to sit there for 45 minutes or something. Well, you don't, you sit there for a lot less. So we're talking with now companies that are actually developing induction um, mm-hmm. charging as well too for electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as I said, you know, we needed the political will to get behind all of this. Right. One of the Absolutely. things we wanted to do from a from a philosophical standpoint in the DNA of the company is to make sure that our families are taken care of as a part of the organization. You know, we're going to have daycare centers on site. Mm-hmm. We're going to have training that people will be a part of, that they're going to be a part of their job because we want them to continually learn. Nice. And as things as things go move forward, so this this type of thinking is not necessarily um, you know in a smart city kind of environment. We're talking about you know go growing organic vegetables as well too. We actually we're working with a group uh, right now that are developing uh, developing uh, growth uh, systems right now that'll be able to produce six times the amount of actual within square foot. Uh, six times the amount of uh, produce that would be necessary. Would not be great to be able to work at a place that has really good gourmet meals, takes care of your children, make sure that your training is in in place and having a really great environment. We want to be the employer of choice. Nice. Uh, That's, that's a tall order to do. And it's, uh, it'd be great to achieve. And on that, that segue then, um, Peter, can we focus down a little bit more about what are the kind of the short and medium term steps that you guys are taking now? How do you see your timelines rolling out? I take it yeah. the sedan will, will be the first vehicle that you bring to market. Is that correct? Is it in that, that order, sedan, SUV pickup, and then I'll, the taxi Uber? Is that right? Well, the, it's a big ambitious plan that mm-hmm. we have taken on. It, as It's not just uh, local now, it's global now. Mm-hmm. We are working with all our teams in every country. And um, right now we are just preparing all the final agreements to announce the lands and mm-hmm. and, uh, and to announce the next exciting news. And then 2022 will be the start of the operation on the models and building and rollout for 2023 late quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, the company, I know it will evolve just like, we are humans and we, we we were talking about we are humans that evolve uh, when the cell phone first came out the cell phone would not do even five percent what it does today right uh, but that evolved and that that got fixed and then got upgraded every day and you know look at what it does mm-hmm. and look at what the technology is doing so same thing in the battery and all of this 
um, venture that we took on in this endeavor, it will be integrated slowly. Um, we will be updating you with news every time when we have something yeah. excited to to show you. So yeah. I'm excited. We're, look, we're looking at first quarter of you know 2022 to start making some announcements as well too, and with some okay. subsequent announcements about groundbreaking okay. as well. And I know as you mentioned earlier on about this being an election year, I'm sure that's going to be picked up. I know that we've been talking to the various different levels of government, and they're all excited. Mm-hmm. They think that this is great. They've got great programs for Canadian companies to be able to uh, uh, work with research and development through uh, IRAP and SHRED programs. Um, they've got great programs to, to uh, deal with training as well, too. Um, these, these are the kinds of things that really, at the end of the day, will help the company. But what we need to do is we need to get their philosophy now to start thinking about helping the people that actually mm-hmm. want to transition. How is it they're, they're going to receive benefit as well, too, besides the cost savings of actually the operation of the vehicle? But, I mean, this technology is developing right now. We know that, I mean, back when Farouk was mentioning earlier about the cell phones, I mean, when I, I remember getting my first Sony phone put into the uh, put in my car, it was $1,000 for the installation and $2,500 for this vehicle. Yeah. And the thing, and then there was the portable version that had a, a knapsack beside you that weighed a ton, and that was the battery. That's and we look at today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, clarity. So, so things have changed a great deal, and I want to make sure that uh, I want to make sure that we are helping the government as well too, and the people in the election, and uh, through the, uh, um, because there is that political will now, there is that human will as well too. Because I mean, how could it not be when you're looking at the climate and the changes that is ending up happening? In, in this country, and look at the challenges and the floods and the rains and the winds and the s- severe storms. And that. I mean, it, it's, it's evident that we need to do something and it's got to be done sooner than later. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, people, you can debate whether it's, you know, man-made uh, variables that are causing this or cyclical or it's a combination, but re- irrelevant of the cause is how can we change the impact or lower the impacts moving forward? And science has proven that we need to lower greenhouse gas emissions and they there's targets and all these things that are set to help do that. And one of the ways that consumers have a direct impact on impacting climate change in a positive manner is in the choice of vehicles. There's not a lot of things that we can help with. I can't necessarily change the way concrete's manufactured as a consumer, as a single consumer, but I can make a choice in what I drive and what you know, what what that vehicle does to to our environment and um, how it impacts it. So you know, and you know, vegan, all this other stuff. There's all these other things that consumers have a choice of, but but not as many as as what's out there impacting climate change. So it's very important, as you said, Peter, um, that you know we we help educate consumers. Part of what I do is I'm also part of Electric Vehicle Society of Canada. We do ad- advocacy. I, I run a local chapter, do a lot of public outreach. I do a lot of public speaking. I do EV 101 talks. So I try to out, go out there and educate people about why is an EV a good choice? And I know that today it's not for everybody. It's not going to satisfy every use case. But more and more people that start peeling off those layers and say, well, you know, I could get away with 
you know, I only drive 60 kilometers a day, really, for most of the park. Once in a while, I got to go to Sarnia or whatever to go visit grandma. So then I have to uh, think a little bit harder. So it's when you start educating, as you said, that's really important. And you're absolutely right that the governments are starting to finally get online with that and realize that it's a, it's a whole bunch of things that we need to do. Are you, uh, I wanted to ask about, I, I know you can't speak yet. You're going to have announcements about the futures, but do you anticipate or would you like to see um, some sort of manufacturing based in Ontario or in Canada? Um, our plan is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, our plan is actually to put an assembly and a manufacturing plant here in Ontario. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, the site, the smart- is, serving, Ken, the site yep. is serving, it's, it's around 100 acres. We're working on it. Final, final Excellent. agreement is being signed and then we'll announce the, the location. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know better than I do that we have such a huge supply chain uh, mecca here in, in Southern Ontario. All the players are here. All the connections are here. Uh, again, if the government helps facilitate uh, and accelerate the the northern resources and into that supply chain. And then we also have the, the reuse side of that supply chain where we know that we won't be able to, to mine um, the resources forever. So we need to start looking at a way to reincorporate, you know, used battery packs and used cells and things like that back into that supply chain, into the raw materials. And that's happening here in Canada and specifically in Southern Ontario. We have some, you mentioned uh, a few things. Uh, We have some great technology mines in our country Mm -hmm. and it's not been utilized yet at that level where it's supposed to. I agree with you. And our car is hundred percent recyclable. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, from natural, healthy components uh, put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as as you mentioned, we got to th- start thinking now and 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 planning on how do we use every single one of these um, uh, recycling point when it comes to that point. What we're going to do with that as well, so we're not disruptive to get uh, towards the environment as well, and. And that's why we are working with our engineers to have the best uh, solution and clean solution uh, because you could be making cars and also hurting the environment, yeah. uh, electric mm-hmm. cars, because the way how you do things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not what we, what we have, what, what you do with it. Anyways. Yeah, we also we are also looking at one of our engineering teams have come up with an opportunity right now that uh, is actually you know the basis of roads and the redoing of road services. Right now, it's all petroleum based. Well, we've got an engineers right now that have developed a system which is a polymer based, so it's nothing to do with fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine all of a sudden you're talking about the savings of of the environment that you're not leaching uh, leaching these fossil fuels into the um, into the groundwater around an area, and that, that we can actually start developing. So this system, as you see, this was not thought about ten years ago. This is something that's coming about because of the industry and because of the wish and the will. And, Interesting. And you may say that we are touching a lot of subject, but because this is the subject. You cannot just do one and then we do everything else wrong, backwards. So this has to integrate uh, with all the levels of what we do, daily activities, to make sure that everything is being done in a a specific and green way. Uh, Like Peter mentioned, we have a very special system for the roads. Very special system. 
We're also, you know, one of the things we can talk about as well, too, we're opening up our own finance division. We'll have our own vehicle um, vehicle um, things or our investors have been very uh, liberal with um, understanding of this. And they, they see they see the value, not just today, but down the road as well, too. Um, we have um, an integrated uh, one of the top um, sound systems as well too, incorporated in our vehicles as well. Uh, we're calling that the Ellie uh, right now, and uh, we're um, and it's it's a beautiful system. It's a talk talk to system as well too. So it's got AI based technology, mm-hmm. and uh, so these are things we can talk about without you know hurting the hurting the brand. Mm-hmm. These are features that we're going to be offering with our vehicles, regardless of what ends up happening. And uh, uh, we're hoping that, and we're also pre- doing pre-orders right now. You can reserve, you can reserve a vehicle right now on our website. And uh, we've had a number of people, I guess, since we've made that press release in the first place, we've had a number of people that have come on to the website and um, have now pre-reserved uh, their vehicle spot as mm-hmm. well too. And uh, our first uh, first hundred of the vehicles as well too have got a policy that uh, will be lifetime warranty. So that'll, that'll be the be first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's quite different. So you can see yeah. that mm-hmm. we're thinking our thinking is beyond the box. We're trying to make the, the buying experience a really good buying experience for people. We're going to end up having integrated walls as well too within dealership uh, forays as well too. We're working on those programs. So you can see this is not and as Farouk has mentioned and you've mentioned as well too. This is not just because of okay, I want to put a car out. Mm-hmm. You can see our thinking is our thinking is the process, the entire cycle. When the person is wanting to think about buying a vehicle to the point where they're finished with that vehicle, and we want to make sure that that whole cycle is covered by this corporation. That's a great viewpoint. You know, and you're one of the first um, uh, manufacturers to actually say that, that they are looking at that entire life cycle viewpoint because it is critical now with everything, you know, with COP and everything that, that's going on environmentally, we need to, as consumers, kind of take a step back and look at that broader picture, not just look at the how this one little element impacts that specific thing, but how does that relate to the whole chain effect that, that happens out there, that whole domino effect. So, uh, it's, you know, it's very comforting and pleasing to hear you guys say that. And, and, and I can see the passion, uh, from you, uh, you know, the, the listeners can't see that, but I can see that. Um, and where, you know, taking that viewpoint to start an organization with that end goal in mind, uh, and taking all those different elements into account. Um, any final thoughts? I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to future announcements next year, but any final thoughts that you want to mention about the organization and what we should look forward to some of the milestones for next year? I think Mary Sue, uh, talking about, uh, putting in, uh, if people want, uh, want work and they want to be able to think and they they listen to this we have um we have a spot on our website right now they can put their names on mary sue did you want to talk a little bit about that there's um uh so t-r-o-u-v-e-v.com there's a careers tab and there's about five different categories they're all pretty broad and just put your name in you can actually include your resume and we will keep those on file until such time we are ready to hire. So yeah, if there's interest, we're 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 interested in learning about you. Excellent. Right. Uh, thank you for your time, Ken. Uh, this was a pleasure to be here with you and on the subject of the uh, the green sector and the car and uh, the, also the subjects that we just touched. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be part of this. I'm looking forward to the future and uh, building this together. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to be uh, chatting with you folks and to hear that story because, again, I'm coming into this kind of blind. So you've really enlightened me on what you guys are doing. And I'm very excited again because there's a lot of homegrown, a lot of local elements, a good Canadian um, uh, you know, flag that we can wave uh, to everybody that because, uh, you know, there is a lot of talent here in Canada that we should utilize. And as Mary Sue said, if, if listeners are interested, go check out the website, see what they're doing, send your, your information in. And uh, when they get to a point of starting to hire, they'll reach out to you if there's a fit. Um, so I look forward. I, I'm not sure if you'll have probably any presence at the Canadian Auto Show in February because it's probably a little soon. But we may cross paths at that point if you're out there scouting around and shaking hands and, and talking to people. Um, any final comments? And uh, Peter, anything last things you want to say? Ken, I just wanted to say thank you very much for the opportunity. I think that uh, this is the beginning of a conversation, actually. And, I, and I, it's, so we're going to be able to have an opportunity to be able to come up uh, when we start coming up with our individual brands as well, too, and our individual models. I'm sure we're going to be able to talk a lot more about that. Very much look forward to that. I've been speaking with Chairman Farouk Rama, CFO Peter Monchuk, and CMO Mary Sue Fertney, all of Truve Victory, Inc., here in Southern Ontario, based in London and in Toronto and in other areas of the world. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, for talking to me today and uh, best of luck. And yeah, reach out to me when there's another announcement or more stuff to talk about. I'd love to hook up and have that conversation. And uh, eventually, when you uh, start building facility and get things like that, I'm all about tours and going out and, and videoing, seeing people. Anything I can do to help promote you guys, I will certainly do that. I'm a strong believer in the, in the cause. Thank you very much for what so you're doing. I appreciate you. for, for your support and, and being with us here today. Mm-hmm. Wish you a great weekend. You and, too. Uh, I look forward to uh, speaking to you in the future. Yes. Thank you very much and all the best for the upcoming holiday season. Take care. Thank you. Ciao. Thanks, Ken. Thanks again for listening, folks. You can email me if you have comments. Email at evrevolutionshow at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at evrevshow. I'm also on Instagram, EV Revolution Show. And if you uh, have any suggestions for shows, please let me know. Thanks again for listening, and please, everybody stay safe. And until the next time, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>